hello and welcome to Over the Edge. My name is Luke Erickson, your host of the Over the Edge podcast. And let me be the first person to say, boy, does it feel good to be back. I know it's been a bit of a long break, but believe me, there has been a lot of business to take care of over the past several weeks. But we're back and I hope to be back for what I am calling now the second season of Over the Edge. I want to try to keep a consistent schedule for the entire year minus stuff like spring break i want to be able to upload once a week for you guys whether or not that falls on thursdays may be a little bit dependent on school activities but i want to be able to put out an episode for you guys each week um and i promise i'll we'll be able to cover all the topics that you guys want be sure to stay up to date and be able to suggest stuff to me through my instagram at the ote podcast and yeah without further ado let's get into today's topic which is on iran this episode will be a little shorter but what i hope to be very informative i'll be me on this episode but you can be on the lookout for a part two where i will be uh be bringing on some guests to get their opinions on this very pressing conflict we'll be discussing the origins our history with iran as well as the outlook for the future in this conflict and yeah let's get right into it Okay, and welcome back. First off, we are going to go over a little bit of a timeline that I found and put together that kind of goes over recent events. Obviously, our history with Iran goes back tens of not a hundred years, um, but I just kind of want to go over the recent, the the relevant history in current events. And it starts uh, July 14th of 2015 when the U.S. and Iran and some a few other nations announced the nuclear deal. And Iran the U.S. and four other U.N. permanent members announced that they have reached a comprehensive deal regarding Iran's nuclear program. Iran agreed to limit its uranium enrichment, which obviously is how you make nuclear weapons, and allow international inspectors into the country in exchange for a lifting of trade sanctions, uh, primarily concerning oil. Then July 16th of 2016 now, so we're a year, pretty much a year after this has happened, the U.S. and Europe lifted the sanctions um, on Iran, as promised, in the nuclear deal. And the very next day, the Obama administration issued a new sanction against 11 people and companies with leak to Iran's ballistic missile program. Now, 2017, Trump extends sanctions waiver. Um, so what pretty much happened is the Trump administration renewed sanctions waivers that were in part because of the Iran nuclear deal. And then May 8th of 2018, so another year ahead, the U.S. withdraws um, from the the Iran nuclear deal. Um, This was kind of big news back in 2018, if you guys remember that or not. But President Trump announced that the U.S. will withdraw from the Iranian nuclear agreement and implements a maximum pressure campaign in an attempt to force Iran to negotiate a new deal. So... You heard this in Trump's campaign as well as when 2018 was going on. Trump was really unhappy um, with the deal that Obama had made with Iran, whether or not that was a political move because Obama had made the plan and he just wasn't a fan of that and wanted to renegotiate it um, as he does, or if it was a serious problem with the deal that he was unhappy with. Either way, um, in response, Iran says it will uh, exceed the caps for uranium enrichment, as outlined by the Iran nuclear deal, the international nuclear watchdogs later confirmed that Iran uh, had exceeded its limits um, that were set out in the 2015 deal. So now April 8th of 2019, so this is a, a month and a year 
after the U.S. had originally withdrawn from the Iran nuclear deal and uh, Iran had exceeded its limits. Trump designates the Iran Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps as a foreign terrorist organization. It is the first time the U.S. has declared part of another national government as a terrorist organization. So kind of big news. These are no small claims that were being made by the Trump administration. And during this time, from May to October of 2019, so not, not May when the U.S. withdrawed from um, the Iran nuclear deal, but from May to October of 2019, the U.S.-Iran tensions had ramped up a ton because of, the, and this is another kind of current event that was going on back then, the oil tanker explosions. Now, there was officially no, I guess, conclusive evidence that directly pointed to Iran or like the Iranian government having exploded these oil tankers, but a series of attacks on these oil tankers near the Straits of Humaz, uh, which is in the Oman or the Gulf of Oman, I believe, um, tensions between the U.S. just skyrocketed. The U.S. blamed Iran for the attacks on the oil tankers that were sailing under Saudi Arabian, Japanese, and British flags. In response, the U.S. attempts to seize an Iranian oil tanker. Okay. Now, November 2019, Iranian riots over economic concerns start to begin. And over the course of the next four days, Iran's riots in the streets in opposition to the increase in oil prices, mainly due to sanctions that were being put on and all this drama that was occurring. International estimates that more than 300 people were killed in the government crackdown on this demonstration. The Trump administration, in response, sharply criticized the Iranian government for how it handled these protests, killed 300 of its people. Wow. Okay. Now we're December 31st, so another month forward. Um, from the riots in 2019. And this is probably something you guys may be able to remember now if you're listening to this when it came out, of course. The Milita members attacked U.S. embassies in Baghdad. So the Iraqi demonstrators as well, so Iraq, Iran, different different countries, Iraqi demonstrators and Iran-backed Milita members break into the U.S. embassy in Baghdad and set fire um, to the embassy. It, this was in response to the American airstrikes that killed members of Iran-backed Milita uh, the previous weekend. So now going forward, here's our big news. This is where all the World War Three memes uh, <laughs> came from. This is where all the main drama and recent events have came from. The U.S. killed uh, General Soleimani. Soleimani. Um, yeah, so the U.S. killed Iran's top general, as well as Iraqi military leaders Abu Madid, uh, in a drone strike in Baghdad. So I, Iraq, <laughs> Iraq really kind of got the worst of this because Baghdad is in Iraq, not Iran, um, and they got bombed or not bombed, but launched missiles at twice. Once by Iran trying to attack the U.S., and then by the U.S. trying to attack Iran. Obviously, only one of those were successful the one that killed the iranian general but then now skipping forward five days we're in january 8th now so this is what i just kind of mentioned iran launched missiles on two bases in iraq where soldiers are stationed in relationship with the killing of their general no casualties were reported um the same morning a ukrainian airliner crashed crashed quotation marks around crashed after taking off from Iran, the U.S. officials say that Iran shot down um, with two Russian surface-to-air missiles. There is some video footage, I believe, that was put out by 
um, BBC of a plane that was flying and you see this huge explosion in the air and later you hear a uh, giant explosion through the sound um, and that is claimed to be the Ukrainian airliner that was supposedly shot down. Um, now, day later, U.S. retaliates with sanctions. So this is the first kind of official sanctions that came in after the U.S. had left the nuclear deal all the way back in 2018. So January 9th, Trump announces his administration will impose new sanctions on Iran in response to the missile strike. The next day, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Treasury Secretary Steve Munchen, outlined the details of the sanctions which target the construction, manufacturing, mining, textile industries, and, of course, oil industries. These sanctions also name eight Iranian officials within these sanctions. Two days after this, January 11th, Iran finally admitted that the Ukrainian airliner was shot down, in quotation marks again, by mistake, and the admission sparked protests in Tehran and elsewhere against Iranian leaders. So a little more context that I want to add to this timeline is, first of all, the funeral that happened for General Soleimani. Soleimani. Reporters said that it encompassed almost, or actually not almost, more than a million people attended this man's funeral. And in case you guys were curious or didn't really get it in the mainstream media, I think it was kind of not reported on as much. It was more just like, oh, we killed him. This happened. Not necessarily we should be happy for it, but he was a bad guy. So in January 2nd, the Pentagon announced that the strike was to deter future Iranian attack plans. Trump also announced that he was an imminent threat and was caught planning attacks against the United States. Why these reports kind of came out so much later, I don't know, because if you go back all the way to 2017, um, Trump had stated in a national secretary, or not national, sec national security conference, that he believed that Soleimani was a threat. So why this didn't really come out in the mainstream media, I don't know. I just want to inform you guys in case you were curious. And yeah, so with that being said, I'm going to hop into a little bit of, I guess, trying to explain where I stand on this and where I think it could go. Yeah, as well as all the other possible alternatives for that. All right, guys. So now that we're out of kind of the more factual part of this episode, the timeline, everything leading up, as well as a little bit of history on Soleimani. Um, I think I'm finally starting to get that name right. I kind of want to just lay back a little bit and give my opinion on this issue because we don't have any other guests on this episode. Again, look out for a part two. I definitely want to get people's opinion um, on the Iran conflict. To answer most people's questions, are we going to go to war with Iran? No. I highly doubt we are going to declare war on Iran. Is there going to be a major military conflict? I wouldn't bet. I don't want to bet on yes. I can't say for certain no. I'd put it at about 50-50. You can go check. I'm sure there's Vegas odds on it right now. My guess is what's going to happen is there's going to be kind of a trade war similar to what's going on with China, but a little more violent in the sense that the, if we were going to go to war, it would be something that Iran did on top of what's already been going on um, because of how upset they are with the sanctions that have been put on them with mining, 
oiling, textiles, all the pretty much every export that Iran has, the U.S. has put sanctions on top of it, and that's going to affect their economy hugely. Um, it's going to impact pretty much everybody in that country. As far as the death of Soleimani, if I'm going to take everything that Trump and uh, some other major leaders um, in the U.S. verbatim, take what they say verbatim, then yes, killing him was justified, but the allegations that are put against him are exactly that. They were allegations. There wasn't a ton of evidence put out as to what an imminent threat or how so he was an imminent threat, and also whether or not he had actually been planning strikes against the United States. Now, I'm not saying the U.S. would lie about that, but there was no kind of further stuff put out about that, which is, I don't want to say concerning, but obviously it's for someone who was very popular in their country, I can see why the Iranian people are very upset. Again, there was over a million people at his funeral, and if you look at any sort of, I guess, interviews or news work that's been done directly inside of Iran, the people are livid, absolutely livid. And uh, as I may have stated earlier, the whole idea of death to America, and this is directly from the mouth of the Iranian leader, um, does not mean death to the American people, which is why I have a harder time believing that uh, the Iranian general had had plans to attack the U.S., or at least maybe the U.S. people. What the leader of Iran said is that the idea of death to America means death to the American leader. So that's Trump, his whole administration. I don't know if that extends to the government as a whole. But I, I don't mean that to be necessarily consoling. It's like, oh, yeah, we're fine. We didn't do anything wrong. Um, obviously, that's still, you could take that as a threat. Um, but I find it a lot less... Uh, monstrous and saying we have a problem with an entire people who didn't necessarily do anything to us. Um, so just putting that out there, again, this is strictly my opinion on this issue. I think it's a little harder than stuff I've talked about in the past where there's a more fine line of yes and no, and obviously everything in politics is, is gray. It's not black and white. Some may, some may argue different. I wouldn't think there's always a, a gray area and especially in something like this where it's not just like oh should we go to the war should we go to war yes or no um, it's whether or not what we did was right what how egregious what they did was and yeah it's not it's not uh, economics how do I feel about Trump's tax reform or <laughs> how do I feel about Democratic candidates which is also an episode I hope to be doing soon um, now that that's starting to narrow down a little bit, sadly, my man Andrew Yang was not not in the uh, January debate, but that's all right. Um, and yeah, so I think I think that sums it up. I don't want to ramble on for too long. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Yeah, everything I don't cover in this particular episode or stuff you want to hear, make sure to let me know because I do want to do a part two of this where I ask um, more of you guys and have interviews with how you feel about this issue. I just feel like where this issue stands right now, this covers most of it. And this is going to be evolving over the next several weeks, if not months, depending on uh, 
how much more he did this gets. And yeah, so I think I'm going to wrap up this section here. Uh, and yeah, I'll hop right into the outro. Hello and thank you for listening to this week's episode of Over the Edge Podcast. As I said earlier, this obviously isn't the most in-depth episode I've ever done. But uh, I really hope you guys enjoy at least me kind of being back. I'm really trying to get back into this. It's been a little bit harder to motivate with school and work and everything that's been going on. But I've heard from a lot of you how much you enjoy hearing these um, and how much it can kind of really help you form your guys' opinion. So yeah, keep a lookout for part two of this episode. I know obviously impeachment trials going on right now. The Democratic race is heating up and then Soon enough, we're going to be into the national debate between Trump and whoever the Democratic nominee is. I have, I know everyone has tons of opinions on that. So this year, if not at least this, uh, the next month or two, we'll have tons of amazing content. And I'll also be able to cover, hopefully, the two episodes that I didn't get to cover back from the 2019 schedule. So everything's going to get gone over at one time or another. And yeah, stay tuned. Check out the Instagram at the OTE podcast. And uh, yeah, without further ado, have a good rest of your day and go Utes.